1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Sam, back in 1986, the rivalry between the Cowboys and the Eagles increased. I mean, it, it, it went through the roof, and that's because Buddy Ryan left the Bears and got that job. So the 86 season was what it was the next season was this if you remember the strike season right now the Cowboys had some players that crossed the line Eagles all replacement players when they played that year Buddy Ryan felt like Jimmy Johnson had run the score up so the next year when they got together the next season I said 88 87 88 season so in 89 when they played there was a game known as the Bounty Bowl do you remember that as I well if you don't as we welcome Russell Baxter in here, I got a feeling that Russell knows about the Bounty Bowl. And that was Buddy Ryan's. See, this is what I'm talking about was rivalries. Yeah. You got to have some stupid stuff that happens every once in a while to, to, to rise it up. <laughs> and as we welcome our guest on here, Russell Baxter, do you remember, do you have well, any thoughts? Well, first of all, happy Thanksgiving. And happy Thanksgiving to you, Russell. Welcome, Russell. Um, do you remember this particular game and have any thoughts on it?
0: Oh, yes, I do. In fact, I, I, I hate to do this to you, but I have to correct you here for a second. Oh, that's cool. Uh-oh. But
1: I told you. Didn't I tell you he'd know about it? Oh yeah. Go ahead. Set me straight. In
0: 1987, Tom Landry was still the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Uh, well,
0: okay. Whoever. Now, okay. Here's, here, let's preface this a little, okay? In 1987, there was the, uh, the replacement players. I was right. The Eagles. Faced the Cowboys in Dallas. I want to say Ed Tuttle-Jones and Randy White were two of the players that crossed the picket line. Tom Landry put them in late in the game, even though the game was blowout. Now, a couple weeks later, this, this, this is my favorite part. A couple weeks later, the Eagles were handily beating the Cowboys. The Cowboys, you know, were fading. It was t- Tom <laughs> Landry's next to last year. I believe the score was 30 to 20, Philadelphia, late in the game. Randall Cunningham took a snap, faked a knee, and threw a ball downfield. Got a pass interference call. So he tacked on a touchdown, 37-20. A little salt in the wound. Mm-hmm. The following year, Philadelphia won its division, which, you know, it's third year of Buddy Ryan's reign there in 1988. Right. Um, by beating the Cowboys in what turned out to be Tom Landry's last game as head coach, um, as he was entering the, his locker room, someone said, did, did this have any special meaning beating Dallas, the Cowboys? And he says, who the hell are the Cowboys? We beat them every time we play them.
1: There you go. See? Okay. Then
0: 1989 was Jimmy Johnson's first year. And so the grudge really started with the Cowboys when Landry was there. And okay. I don't think Buddy ever got over it. And there was the Bounty Bowl on Thanksgiving. And, uh, I remember, I want to say 27, nothing Philadelphia.
1: Yep, very, yep. Exactly. Exactly. Okay.
0: So yeah, I remember, I remember it very, very well. And, um, it was, it was brutal. And that was a horrible Dallas team that won only one game. Um, uh, but I guess the Cowboys a couple of years later finally got the last laugh because they, you know, they would go on and Jimmy Johnson would build one hell of a team he's in the hall of fame along with a lot of the other players and so on. But the '87 season, when Tom Landry put those guys back in late in the game, and you guys can check this. I want to say the final score of that game was like 41-23 in '87. Um, that infuriated Buddy Ryan because, if you remember the strike year, um, there, if there were union people at the Eagles games supporting the players. Wow! It was there was like an ugly scene down in Philadelphia outside veteran Stadium. Um, they played. I think I want to say they played the Bears in a game there, and it was it was bad. I mean, it was there were some ugly things attached to the the eighty seven strike. Yeah, um, yeah. Jack Del Rio, Otis Taylor, incidents like that. That was that was nastier than the eighty two strike, which you know the guys just disappeared for two months. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, I just spend the time on this Thanksgiving morning on the waitforward.com hotline with Russell
1: Baxter. And he is social. You can always find him at Bax Football Guru at Bax
0: Football Guru. Today is Thanksgiving Day, Russell. And I'm reading here, you've you know, gone and, and put a lot of things posted on your social leading up to this day. Is there one game that you look forward to more than another on this day? We got three coming up today. Yeah, and all divisional games and all NFC games, by the way. Uh, you got the rematch in Detroit. It's, Detroit, uh, it's funny. Detroit and Green Bay. they are going to play on a Thursday for the second time this year. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Detroit Detroit um, went into Lambeau Field about a month and a half ago and, and really whacked them pretty good and so on. And uh, Detroit is now kind of, you know, it's funny. Detroit is, I, I don't do season-ended today. It's something that drives me crazy. But I can safely say they have the second-best record in the NFC mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. And, um, you know, if they win today, they'll match their win total of a, lot, a year ago. Um, defensively, the last couple of weeks have been a little shaky. I think to, get, uh, to answer your question, though, I think the game intrigues me the most is probably San Francisco and Seattle. Has San Francisco righted the ship after that three-game losing streak? Is Seattle, you know, last year they got off to a great start, held on, Managed to get in the playoffs uh, when D- Detroit beat Green Bay. Um, they look like they're fading a little. Geno Smith, I don't know what his status is for today. Um, if he's going to play, that's obviously very very. Imp- this is an important three-week stretch for the Forty ers Seattle, Philadelphia, Seattle.
1: Sam and Greg with uh, Russell Baxter, Sports Radio ninety-two nine. The game ninety-two nine. The How much time you've been spending? Uh- in the NFC South and watching what's been going on down here in Atlanta and the quarterbacks and the other teams down here. What are your thoughts on this division so far?
0: Well, it's, it's, it's deja vu all over again, to quote uh, Yogi Berra. Um, you know, last year, the team won it with an 8-9 and nine record. Right now, the Saints leave it with a 5-5 five and five record. Um, you know, the, great, the Falcons have disappointed me a little, three straight losses. And bad fourth-quarter defense the last couple of weeks, Let, letting Minnesota come right down the field, letting Arizona come, come right down the field. But they are 2-0 and in the division, which, you know, that's very, very important. You know, obviously they get the Saints this week. Um, hopefully they can right the ship. Like I said, I've been disappointed on their defense. And, you know, when we talked earlier this year, you know, Calais Campbell, Jesse Bates, some of the moves they made, on that side of the ball, I thought were, were substantial. But, you know, there's, they've shot themselves in the foot sometimes with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, mistakes and so on. So not quite in sync. But, it, you know, other than Carolina, I mean, it's a three-team race. Uh, and is it actually going to be a year where another sub-500 team wins the division? I mean, I, that would be – you know, you know what you're going to hear at the end of the year, break them up and, and realignment and the whole nine yards and so on. So someone needs to get hot here in the final seven weeks of the season, and, and stranger things have happened. Hey, Dan. Um, hey. It's impossible. I'm sorry.
1: Russell, did you get a chance to hear any of the um, audio from Tom Brady this past week? Uh, there are people yeah, who who are saying, yeah. you know, now he sounds like, old oh, man, get off my grass, but then he also is is preaching what everybody else says in the barber shop and in barbecues and things like that. So I wanted to see – what side of the fence you came down on? I thought it was, first of all, I thought it was great because that was the most I've heard out of Tom Brady talking oh. football. I don't listen to his podcast. I, he might be doing it there, but this was more than a little interesting if you haven't heard it. He was with Stephen A. Smith this past week.
0: Yeah, um, and I, I can't say I disagree with him. I, I, I think that, although it's ironic, he, he commanded a team that won a division with an eight and nine record. Um, and if you include the playoff loss, they were, if you you include the playoff loss by the Buccaneers to the Cowboys last year, guys, every team in that division lost 10 games. Think about that. That's astounding. Um, hopefully we're not going to see that again. Although Carolina, Carolina is a, a, a loss away from, from getting to 10. So, um, no, listen, I think the way you get ready for a football season is something I've questioned for a number of years. Um, now it seems like coaches are second-guessing even playing regulars during the preseason. Some of them don't. Some of them who didn't are now doing it, and some of them are doing it for substantial playing time. I, I, I know it's probably not the most popular stands. I wish the NFL would eventually go to an 18-game season, take two preseason games that are really tune-up games instead of this you know, jockeying around to get the last 10 roster spots and so on. So, um, yeah, I can't just listen. The man knows football, and the man knows team football. It's the one thing I've always admired about Tom Brady. He has never, at least from afar, struck me as the guy who thinks he is the savior that he is all about. He has always understood that it takes an entire team and an offensive line and a defense because Tom Brady and the Patriots won six Super Bowls, and they did it all different ways. And that's the one thing that I think he learned from Bill Belichick. You can win a lot of different ways. I mean, look, let's be honest. I know there's a lot of Belichick, Brady, you know, Brady's the Patriot way, Belichick's the Patriot way. No, they're inseparable. They're absolutely inseparable. But Tom Brady was a young kid. Bill Belichick was a seasoned coach. Maybe not a head coach that long, but a head coach who groomed him. And then when he felt like he was ready to carry the team a little more, they did that in 2007 when he had that amazing year. So, but no, I can't disagree with anything. And I don't think Tom Brady's alone in, in those sentiments. I, I think that the quality of football sometimes uh, makes you shake your head. And I think it's one of the reasons offensive numbers are down. I think we don't get ready for football season in terms of offensive line play because they've limited contact during the summer. Um, it's, a, it, it's a little bit, it's a little more of a pinball machine. Um, than it is a, a grind. and uh, But somebody's going to win a, a title. Yeah. Listen, and here's the one thing we do know. Regardless of how many times they change the rules, guys, defenses adjust very, very fast. Mm-hmm. Think about this for a while. It's something I put out the last couple of days. The Kansas City Chiefs have scored zero points in the second half of their last three games.
1: Yeah. We can get into a whole we can get into a whole Eric BMB yeah. thing with that too. Um and, and talking about that offense and guys dropping the balls. But Russell, we're up against it. We got you gotta give us some time on a Saturday or Sunday. I know you got a lot of stuff going on, but we got more questions for you, man. Yeah, we do. We we wanna well, we, we wanna get you on when we're normally on. So
0: can, yes, can yes. we make that happen sometime soon? Yes. If, if when I get a Saturday or Sunday in, in the morning when I'm available, definitely. And I will let you know. All I right. will let Sam know because he's social too, by the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Listen, uh, thank you for getting
1: up on this Thanksgiving morning. This is Russell Baxter as always, man. And enjoy the rest of your day and the games. I'm sure you'll be watching. Yeah. Happy
0: Thanksgiving. Happy, happy Thanksgiving. You want, you want to make a big bet this week? Which bet one? Me and the turkey and the over. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Fantastic, fantastic.
1: Russell Baxter joining
0: Sam and Greg here. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.